And Isaiah Williams back on the field in victory formation. Martin O'Donnell's favorite formation. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Second knee down for Sidkowski. Hands the ball to the official. The Illini in week zero. Last year beat Nebraska in a close game. This one somewhat close for a while. And all smiles on that Illinois sideline as Brett Bielema goes to meet his opposing coach. Coach Bull and the Illini with the win here today in week zero, 38-6 over the Wyoming Cowboys. Illini led wire to wire. Talking season's over, playing season's here, and now the talking about it after the playing season is here as well. It's the Fasters Etc. postgame show coming up. Welcome back, everybody, to a new season of this. And we're glad you're with us. I'm Scott Beatty, Evan Kahn in studio, and Michael Martin as well. We'll get to your reaction in just a moment. But as always, we start with the rapid reaction after every game, brought to you by Cozad Asset Management. For over 45 years, striving to serve financial needs and build lasting relationships with clients. Illinois is 1-0, as you just heard, Evan Kahn. Yeah, kind of went exactly as you would have hoped a week zero first game of the season would go. The Illini did get off to a very fast start, arguably one of the, the fastest starts in the Big Ten over the last seven years, if I saw the stat correctly. Tommy DeVito's giving out passes like they're giving out beer in Ireland because the internet goes down. Chase Brown is Chase Brown. The defense is still the defense, and the Illini have a, a win coming away, and they'll head to Bloomington next week. Michael Martin. The defense picked up where it left off, which is good. The offense has shown immediately showed signs of life like you could not have scripted that better um and unfortunately special teams need some work but you know what win is a win is a win so pretty happy about that um you you start off as about about as good as you can and that's what that is what the expectation of a team that you want to be good is just win the game convincingly and that's what happened today i think so am i Reaction was, I'm not walking out of that game going, what What was the plan? How was that the plan? Like we were last year. I could see what the plan was. I could see plays being called and a variety of them and sometimes very interesting ones. The issues that I had with this game were execution issues by Illinois. When they, they've made some mistakes, it looked like a, a first game of the season, and those need to get better. There were some things today that, if they happen in uh, more closely contested games, will cost them games. But they did plenty enough against Wyoming and looked like uh, they, have some, they have some good things there to work with. So that's uh, my takeaway here on this rapid reaction. From Cozad Asset Management. Next, it's the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. If you're new to this, this is your chance to chime in with your thoughts, comments, questions. We're happy to have you join the conversation. You can do it by calling us at 217-356-9397. And you can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. You're up next on the Fasteners Etc. Post Game Show. Trent Meacham from Cozad Asset Management and Jay Downey from the Downey Group. Championship teams are strategic on offense and strong on defense. This is our game plan for your financial future. 
Grow your wealth using personalized investment strategies with Cozet Asset Management. Protect your wealth through industry-leading life, disability, and long-term care insurance services with the Downey Group. The Cozad Downey Alliance creates a team you can trust with your financial future. We've partnered together to serve individuals, multi-generational families, and businesses in this community for all of their financial planning needs. Are you positioned to experience financial growth? Are the futures of your family and business secure with proper insurance protection? Grow with COZAD, protect with Downey. It's time to plan your winning game. Call me today at 356-8363 to get started. Securities offered through M Holding Securities, Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA and SIPC. COZAD Investment Advisory Services offered through COZAD Asset Management, Inc. COZAD Asset Management and the Downey Group, Inc. are independently owned and operated. The following program is an exclusive presentation of News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS, along with Light Rock 97.5 FM WHMS, Champaign-Urbana, Champaign Multimedia Group Stations. Fighting Illini Game Day coverage continues. On your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics, News Talk 1400 at 93.9 FM and Light Rock 97.5. Now it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Fasteners Etc., your partner in inventory management. Call us with your thoughts, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217 351 5357. Now, the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show with your hosts, Scott Beatty, Evan Kahn, and Michael Martin. And DeVito from his own 48, hands to Brown, big hole right side. 40, 35, 30, 20, cuts back at the 15 before they grab him. And a big gainer and a big first down. Chase Brown points to the south and says a first down on one carry. Pat Bryant in motion all the way down inside the red zone already. DeVito with a lob to the end zone. It is caught. Chase Brown. Two plays. Touchdown, Illinois. 14 yards. I kind of like this offense. Oh, I love it. You know, I asked Barry Lunny this week if the running backs would get a little more involved in the passing game. He didn't really say yes or no because he's trying to keep it close to the vest. But I suspect I planted the idea for him, and they did it right there out of the gate. Just kidding. I'm sure that was their own plan. But Illinois scored on the first drive on just two plays. It was Chase Brown carrying the ball and then receiving the ball for a touchdown. And the Illini... Big Ten, all Big Ten back last year had 167 all-purpose yards, 151 on the ground, and he had back-to-back 100-yard games going back to last season's finale against Northwestern. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. You can join us on the phone lines, 217 356 Nine three nine seven, and you can text us in the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, which is three five one five three five seven. Our roster lineup here. I'm your host Scott Beatty. Evan Kahn is here as well. We're also with you during the week on Sports Talk. Michael Martin patrolled the sidelines today. 
Pride of Champagne and former Illini special teamer as well. And uh, working the phones and chiming in with some updates during the show will be Joey Wright here on our staff. We appreciate everyone being with us. Gentlemen, let's get to some of the reactions that started to come in on our text line. And Eric says, let's not get too excited about this win. Wyoming is a really weak football team. After the Indiana game, we'll have a better idea if DeVito can pass downfield at all and if Chase Brown can run at will through a Big Ten defense. Hopefully we will have a different kicker to use soon as well. Don't enjoy wins, guys. <laughs> There's a dose of cold water. Uh, you can I, only enjoy some wins. I all right. Would, I, At Penn State, it's fine. But Wyoming, it's like, why did you even put it on the schedule? I'm saying don't get too excited. I agree <laughs> that we, 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 Wyoming is, is you know not a world beater this year. Uh, but still. But you I, won. I, they, they, yeah, they won. We've got, we've got six days to enjoy it. They played the team that was in front of them. And I thought... They played as about as well as I would have, could have expected for this team at this moment. Yep, and I, like I said during the rapid reaction, you beat a team handily, like a what we want a good team to do. That's pretty much what you need to expect out of this t- type of team. If you want to be good, you know what? It has to be a wide margin of victory. Uh, wheels fall off for the other team at the on, in the second half. Uh, had which indicates really good uh, back end adjustments and or halftime adjustments as well as superior conditioning. I mean, I don't know what else you want. Obviously, um, obviously, Wyoming's not the best team in the whole world, but um, I mean, they still fought their butts off till the very yeah, end. Well, so. yeah, and you you left points on the board in the first half, oh, right? You missed you missed kicks. You had it in, into the red zone. You you get a penalty and, and you end up you know with kicking it for three. You know, so some things happen, but the 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 mistakes weren't egregious, right? It, it's not the kind of mistakes Nebraska is making and they're falling at, at Ireland and things like that. It's unnecessary, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, which I don't think either of them were earned, right? Um, Pilstrom had, had some struggles, but it, it looks like the whole offensive line is just kind of figuring out their chemistry. They were working in some guys. Yeah, there, but, there's no such thing as a perfect game. Even pitchers who pitch perfect games, there's some luck that gets involved with, with that sort of thing. But as far as today goes, yeah, Illinois did it about as well as they could do. Plus eight other guys that, that help out as well. And one thing I will say about the kicking game is that obviously, uh, I can't lie, uh, he went one. Uh, Caleb Griffin went one for three. I'm not going to call for his head. You know what? This isn't <laughs> Alabama, right? I'm not going to call for his head. He's going to be fine. You have to. One thing about being the guy is that you have to get the first past the first one. Um, and Hugh Robertson, uh, who? Excuse me. Hugh uh, Robertson had the best game out of any of the specials. Huge game. Aiden has a man out there. Oh, he's <laughs> he's an old man, geriatric. Um, but uh, uh, Aiden Hall, the long snapper, he's got some work to do, and he's going to see that in film tomorrow. And Caleb left points on the board, and he's there's not going to be a harsher critic about Caleb Griffin than Caleb Griffin. So, uh, uh, Coach Snyder's going to get in with him, talk talk him through it. Uh, maybe Caleb makes his adjustments to his preparation. He's going to be okay. Aiden's going to be okay. Um, and uh, uh, newsflash, kickers can miss kicks. It's okay. Now, if they continue to miss kicks when they're clutch, maybe you can, or when they're not clutch, um, or rather uh, clutch situations, maybe we can talk about that later, but I'm not worried about this. Um, the, the whole point is that 
the only pl- way to go is up. Does that, uh, do either of you recall, and I didn't, I had to look it up, the score of the Charlotte game last year? It was a blowout, right? No. No? I knew Chase Brown went for two hundo. It was 24-14 to 14 last year. <laughs> this 38-point outpouring by Illinois is the second most points that Illinois has scored under Brett Bielma. First one was wow. Nebraska. No, Northwestern, Northwestern last year. Oh, the very yeah, last right. game. So, so actually, the last two games. Yeah. Um, so Different well, personnel. But, yeah, I know. I, I know. defenses, not, not, apples, not the best. Not apples to oranges, I understand. My, my point is, is last year's team against so-called weak opponents weren't putting up 38 points until the very end when they smashed Northwestern. Well, it's amazing what happens when you can incorporate a, a little bit of a pass game to go with that astute run game that they have. So, And the Northwestern game, you, I mean, I, I don't know if this is true, but it was a situation where potentially a coach was coaching for his job, um, and clearly he lost his job. So take that for what it is. The Illini only scored more than 30 points once last year. They twice scored 30 points in a game, but once last year they got over it in the Northwestern game. It doesn't mean everything is rainbows and roses from here on out, but we saw progress Progress. in the offense today. That's for sure. Uh, All right. What about next week? Are we allowed to be okay with a win next week, or does that not count either? Uh, Indiana. I just want to get. I just want to get it out of the way right Indiana now. Had a you're allowed to be okay with it. It's the <laughs> amount of excitement. Oh, okay. That you're allowed. Okay. Indiana it's, it's did not question. have a great year last year, so on aggregate, we can <laughs> enjoy it a little bit better, more, but not as it's much. It's like as. when you score a touchdown. All right, you may celebrate, but not excessively. Not no, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's we have to win against Indiana to discuss this. <laughs> yeah. So how mad do we get to be? Don't yeah. Don't <laughs> on the other side. Don't get into how much you can celebrate because th- there's obviously no line drawn there. <laughs> Just totally random. Texter says, "My congrats to Coach Bielma on his on winning his season opener in year two. The Illini have the right coach. Go Illini." Another texter says, "What's the update on Josh? I assume that's Josh McCray. No update. Wait and see. Brett Bielma said in his post game show, didn't look." catastrophic um for whatever it's worth to you he did walk off the field on his own power mm. i thought it was an ankle just looking at the replay oh really? hopefully not a knee but really i don't know he had his he, he had his knee iced up um okay as, as he if you listen to the broadcast and you had uh, other spotting duties so you didn't uh listen to it but it was his knee uh his right knee that was iced up um you, I can, I based on where I am, can read the tea leaves a little bit. I mean, there was uh, the team chaplain was in and out of the uh, of the uh, uh, of the tent, tent, tent yeah. which sometimes indicates that it's bad. Other times, it's just like, all right, he's this guy. He's bringing him back down to earth. So, yep. you, I mean, you you can read into anything, but uh, I think I heard that. Uh, the BTN broadcast said something about uh, it being a hyperextension. We don't know. They're not going to tell us. No. Um, I would expect him to be at least out a few weeks. That's not based on quote-unquote uh, quote privileged information I have. That is just my sheer speculation of what I saw. 
Um, and they've got other backs. So, yeah. And we saw Reggie Love <laughs> pull off a little Houdini there to, to score for a touchdown. Sounds like they, they want to get Aiden Lawfrey in there, and, and he might not have even been available this He wasn't week. dressed. So he, he's a guy that they're going to work in there. We heard about Anderson, the, the freshman, as well. Saw Chase Hayden. I mean, they've got so many running backs back there. But you do want big old Josh McCray because there there's a man-child right there. 240 <laughs> pounds of Enterprise Alabama coming at you. <laughs> yes, Jordan sir. Anderson is similar, but mm. uh, in – not quite and, as tall, build. right? Yeah, I don't think so, but uh, they, they, uh, I don't some, think they're ready sturdy, to give him the kind of gentleman. load that, yeah, that, that Josh McCray got last year. All right, um, I want to bring you an interesting uh, texter's point uh, that we could toss around about how Illinois has fared against teams like Wyoming in the past and when they play them in their program trajectories. Plus, uh, plenty more texts to get to. You can certainly jump in on the phone lines, 217-356-9397. But right now, it's time to name our MX Electrifying Player of the Game. Gentlemen, I'm just going to go right to the highlight because I'm really assuming we're all on the same page on this one. Here's the snap and a short pitch to Brown. He's got the first down, 45-40. Still on his feet, cut back 35. And another first down, Illinois, and a big gainer for Chase Brown. He's going to have 100 yards here by the half. Hand off Brown. He's on his feet. He's free. Touchdown, Chase Brown. Touchdown, Illinois. 11 yards out. Boy, once he got clear of the line, he was gone. Left to right. Here's a handoff to Chase Brown. Running left. He's in. Touchdown, Chase Brown, the touchdown maker today. He's in again for the third time. And the Illini lead is 30-6. to Five yards out early in the fourth. For a moment in the first half, if uh, if the Illini drive after the, inter- uh, the interception hadn't kind of sputtered, I was wondering if Howard Griffith was going to have to start getting a little <laughs> sweaty because it was still the first half. Still, did you know the last time an Illini player had three touchdowns in a game, rushing or receiving, was back in 2011? A.J. Jenkins, that's how far hmm. back you have to go. And, of course, Mikel Ashore had a big one in 2010 mm-hmm. with four touchdowns, I re- if, I be- if I recall correctly, against Northwestern. Northwestern so it's been that yeah. long. Some say he's still running around Wrigley Field. <laughs> <laughs> Chase Brown, your MX Electrifying player of the game. MX Electric wants to be your electrician when you're in need of electrical service for both residential and commercial projects. Give him a call, 217-359-7293, to schedule your project. And remember... Relax, call Max. The conversation about today's game continues on the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. Join in by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. From their own 36, Beasley throwing deep left, and it's going to be picked off. Intercepted Illinois. I think Witherspoon's got it. 50, 45, 40, still on his feet. 30, 20, and out of bounds. Witherspoon. After that, a penalty, unfortunately. For unsportsmanlike conduct, they called it on Quan Martin. I, we, Joey and I were talking. We think they got the number mixed up. I, I agree. I thought it was actually on Spoon, just because he was he was clearly jawing and kind of gesturing right after he made the interception. 
Yeah. And I think he's a known talker out there. <laughs> well, if it had happened again, there would be there would have been some sort of review on uh, on whether or not the first one was. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, it ended up not mattering. Um, and you know, that's just uh, that's part of knocking the rust off. Is uh, hey, you can't be like you are in practice and just John going going off uh, celebrating yeah. like whatever you want. This is, you know, there are consequences. Exactly. But it was good Once to it, see the fire. Exactly. They, they, were, they were ready to play from the jump. I mean, you know, the, a great return really gets you fired up, and then you give it to Chase Brown, and it's pretty easy. But for the lack of big plays, I would call it, on, on both sides of the ball, right? Not a whole lot of deep passes, only the one interception, no sacks. But the, the, the team was energized the entire time. We're not going to put the freshman – defensive backs on the all hands teams quite yet but you know they were they were excited there when they got they got their minutes towards the end i i, I heard a joke made that I, I i'm just passing along the joke that defensive backs are receivers who can't catch uh, yeah that makes sense <laughs> but yeah there's there's probably some push-ups coming <laughs> or some stairs or something for tyler strain and for matthew bailey because yeah. those, those were, were cookies oh. I will say I will say one thing about one of the D, uh, freshman DBs. Uh, Tyson Rooks is massive. Is he being six four as a corner? I just feels you know ludicrous. But <laughs> hey, if it, it's going to work out for him, he has. He, I mean, he's got a potential. I'll tell you yeah. what. But once again, lessons should be learned. There's got to be a cap on the excitement. All right. If you make an interception. We have to tamper that excitement mm -hmm. and channel it in, in good ways. Just hand the ball back to the ref. There You've you been go. here before. Uh, you know, it was interesting. I did see this observation, uh, or make this observation, but I didn't say it on the air. After Pat Bryant got his uh, touchdown, he carried the ball all the way back to the sideline and gave it to one of the GAs. <laughs> <laughs> like, here you go. Okay, here's a football. I, look what I found. As long as you don't give it to the ground with force, then you won't get a penalty. I really wanted to... Play it for you. Cut for time. Uh, interview I had with Pat Bryant this week. Uh, in Entertaining. Week. Yeah. Well, I just he was solid, like solid dude. Uh, good quote. Um, and 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 just I had a feeling, you know, they they kept talking him up that he was going to get some touches. Remember last year, he was the guy. If he was on the field, run play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or or chuck it deep towards the end. He. Yeah, I think he had a couple pretty long receptions. Maybe I'm remembering the wrong guy with that, but I don't know. He looks—he looks like he's going to be a, a big part of it this yeah. year. He was on the—he was on the field for a lot of those passing downs. I'm just going to miss the Deuce Span play. That okay? It was Span who would get the, yeah. the long chucks. That's yeah. right. Just air it out. Oh, Deuce Span's down there. Touchdown. Cool. That was a dime from <laughs> oh, Art Sikowski yeah. the first time that happened. I mean, oh, that yeah. was. Oh, what do we have here? <laughs> And now he's at Florida State, so yeah. good luck to Deuce. All right, here's the text I wanted to bring up. 801 Texture says, Happy college football opening day. Won't apologize for getting Wyoming at their worst. Their three best players left for the portal. Illinois had to play teams in the past at their program history best. C, UTSA last year, uh, Virginia, Eastern Michigan a few years ago, La Tech. Uh, I, assume <laughs> That's the, true. I, I assume the one that we... That they they hosted here. I know there was a bowl game too. Arizona State, at times. I think the textures just point out there have been some times when Illinois, as dark as those losses have been, have also caught a group of five or what have you at a, at really peak time. True, and I think that 
as Illinois fans, uh, we have been hurt in the past. And we have this idea that, is this really going to be different? It's not a very healthy relationship. Um, <laughs> Martin, but, Martin had a soundbite for that. We'll, we'll have to bring that to you. But uh, it, it's not the healthiest relationship. But I think that there, I think it is completely fair for fans to have a healthy amount of speculation mm-hmm. right now. Um, and you saw it in the crowd size today. Yeah, absolutely. And w- apparently, Wyoming doesn't necessarily uh, move the needle in terms of. You know, traditional college Big Ten football Not because really. you know you don't. We this is the first time we've ever played them. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no history of. Oh, you know, there was a time in oh 1983 Michigan game. If Michigan comes to town, it's just like, well, I'm gonna go see Illinois Michigan just for the memories of some of those some of those good times. But you know, if you want to have a competitive team, part of it is, that is getting the trust of the fan base back that you are going to be competitive and you're you're not wasting quote-unquote, wasting your time by losing a game that you're not supposed to. Um, and I think that a very healthy win like today is a good step forward, and it's something that you can build off of. Um, is it indicative of future games in the season? I sure hope so, but it, we only have a singular data point right now. We have no trend, and we'll have to see where we build off from th- this, but as of right now, I see an identity for this team or the semblance of an identity that they're building towards, and we have a good idea of what we could be at the top of our game, but maybe there's some time in between there. We'll see. First points of the season went for Chase Brown. The first phone call of the postgame of the season goes to David in Tolono. Hey, David, thanks for waiting. You're on. Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing great. I, uh, I just wanted to say that uh, I have been the mo- I've been watching Illinois football for 40 years. I'm 48 years old, so that's a long time. And I can tell you that uh, uh, Brett Bielema and his coaching staff are far and away the best coaching staff we've had in at least the 40 years that I've been watching. Uh, they can talk ball, and if anybody knows what that means, uh, not only can he relate it to the person that doesn't know anything about football. But, I mean, he's a pleasure to listen to. He doesn't put you to sleep. He's got a winning record and a winning track record uh, everywhere he's been. Now, Arkansas, he had a few down years. Uh, but uh, I'm glad to see he's back home, and I'm glad he's winning, and he's going to win a lot at Illinois. He may never win the national title or something like that, but I, I think he's going to be a consistent bowl winner starting this year. And I look for him to finish 7-4, and four, maybe 8-3. and three. But uh, the main thing is is that the program's moving in the right direction after 40 years. Uh, and I think uh, Brett Bielema will prove, if he lives long enough, because he's a big boy like I am. I mean, he's at least four bills, just like I am. So uh, if he stays healthy, uh, we're going to win consistently and go to a bowl game consistently year after year after year. Occasionally we might win nine or ten games, but more, more often it's going to be seven or eight games a year. Uh, starting this year, and and it's not hyperbole, that's just the truth. So uh, you will see it play out. But uh, I, I I'm very proud of the boys. It was very businesslike today, and uh, I think they'll take care of business. I'm not afraid of Indiana uh, at all, and uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you guys. And uh, they're just gonna keep on winning. So I I wish you nothing but the best, and I wish the Illini nothing but the best. Have a good day. Hey, appreciate it, David Thanks, in David. Tolono. Purpose and a plan. 
that's what I come away with whenever I interact with the coaching staff. Identity. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they have a purpose. They have a plan. They know what they want to do. They know, wanna, they know how they want to do it. Uh, there's a reason for everything that they're doing. You can agree or disagree with what they're doing. I'm just telling you, nothing's haphazard. I thought today was a good mirror day in going back to just kind of what we've talked about in that Wyoming's really down this year as far as talent-wise. We, we saw that. But I don't think Wyoming really got out They've got a really good coach over there on Craig yeah. Bowl, a guy who knows how to win. And I think Illinois, after what we saw last year with a bunch of guys that just lost for five years, him coming in, winning five games, and then coming out today, having a game plan and executing it – Brett Bielema is just a good football coach, and he's going to maximize the the talent that he has. And and just game in, game out, uh, I'll be surprised if there there are any really true blowouts under the Brett Bielema regime. Even going to Arkansas, you've you've touched on it before. He was fired by an interim AD after making bowl games there, right? It wasn't like he had losing season after losing season, and then it's like it's not working out down here. Sometimes it's bad timing, and he's out. I think Illinois lucked into a really good head football coach, and the talent probably will never be here to win a national championship, but I think you finally have a coaching staff that can get you to a respectable level like you expect from the rest of the big 10 West and the the rest of the Big Ten is the floor is really risen across the board as we saw no coaches get fired from last year into this year. Hmm. Uh, Texter asks us to make bowl game predictions and no. let's get it on the record. <laughs> Rose Bowl, Potato Bowl, Hometown Lenders, Bahama Bowl, Duluth Trading Cure Bowl, and uh, she signs her text as Barb Sarb so, and says, Be bold. I don't. I don't know exactly how those bowl games shake out. I don't know who gets the automatic qualifiers or anything like that. And I'm on the record as you know, not having a prediction for this season is going from three wins to nine wins, which you that's know, a prediction. Lands <laughs> you, lands you anywhere. And here's an overreaction from that texter. I think the realistic shot at a bowl game is better after seeing today. I don't think that that what they did today is going to translate necessarily to some of these Big Ten teams that they play. But as we've been saying, it's going to keep them in enough games this year that if you do complete those passes like they didn't last year, that hopefully they can this year, it's not hard to see six wins. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. But um, I I do not, being hurt as a player and a, <laughs> and a fan, I'm not going to let myself get ahead of Indiana – next week because in order to get to six wins you have to have two wins at some point in the season and I'd rather be two and zero oh at some point in the season than two and one or two and three or two and six because this team this team the 2019 edition uh no excuse me uh I sorry getting my years mixed up but there have been instances in which uh you can be you can have two wins, and then, oh, it was two and four in 2019. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, well, you know, another year, Illinois is not going to a bowl game. And then you rattle off four with some historic wins, um, which are historic for a reason because they it's very rare that they happen. Um, but you know what? I think that it's nice to have some optimism in Illinois football. Um, I just am concerned about dreams being crushed. Yeah. But they, you got to start – 
we're on to Indiana. Yeah, That's they got to they got to prove it. They got to prove it every week with us, just like they they got to do with themselves and with all the other fans. It, it, same thing. As much optimism and, and excitement as we have after this win, it you know you, you got to do it again, and it's it is a short turnaround. I, I don't think that can be slept on enough, especially with Indiana not having a game this week. Guys are beat up, no doubt. I mean, we already know that Josh McRae's probably out, so Illinois is going in shorthanded versus Indiana. Back to the phones, and Eric is on with us. Hey, Eric. Hey, guys. I just uh, I, I wanted to just comment. You know, I've listened to you guys for years, and you guys had to tolerate so many habitual misanthropes. I mean, you've you got some positive callers to shout out to Steve and Peoria, but I just have to say to have David from Salono call in and be in such a positive mood, Good golly, Miss Molly! I had to sit down. Like something must be going right. So, so I'm. I, I thought I. I thought I'd never hear it. And David, I'm very happy for you, buddy. So. And Eric, well, thank yep. you, Eric, for calling. I, you know, when you said "Good golly, Miss Molly," I thought maybe I'm going to have to hit that dump button. <laughs> but starting to get salty there. That's a lot of fun. No, I, okay, yeah, I'll give David credit. He has winning. called in positive before, but he, yeah, I, yes, but winning cures all. But he he's not yeah, afraid yeah. to air his grievances. When when Alan calls in positive, I'm going to have to call nine one one. Somebody, all right. Hey, thanks, okay, Eric. Take it easy, guys. Take it easy, guys. Bye, bye. Thanks for listening. Uh, David in Tolono, I see, is picking up Twitter traction as well, based on his projections and. <laughs> concerns as well about the health of the coaching staff so <laughs> we're having a good time off and running here on the fasteners welcome et back post game show <laughs> we've missed you we really have look i'll just say to i just first blush if just knee-jerk reaction gut instinct did that look like a bowl team i went yeah i think i could see that as a bowl team mm-hmm. maybe on the level of uh where were we in san francisco a couple of years ago the name of that bowl michael red that box. you attended red box no longer in existence bowl but <laughs> that's um, right you know the low the low big 10 tier bowl I, I think i could already see illinois potentially being there I, I i get both of your points well stated that this is one win i'm just saying based on the eye test of one game right now I can say, yeah, okay. That, that could potentially out of the be a possible bowl outcomes, it you can make the you can make the conclusion that yes, this team could be a bowl game. If this team could be one and eleven. We don't know. <laughs> well, sure, <laughs> but yeah. that I mean, that's the thing about college football is that you don't know what's going to happen. I personally am a fan of chaos. I've gone on record to say that I'm a fan of chaos for in especially in college football on this program. But um, you know. If you want to say it, if you are making an argument to someone that Illinois is a future bowl team, I don't know how you can look at today and say, no, impossible. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, if you want chaos, you should head to Lincoln, Nebraska right now. <laughs> We're going to get a scoreboard update on the other side, and we've got more callers waiting for us on the line, some more texters to get to. Um, we, we may have one of the aforementioned callers uh, that was. That may be in with a positive contribution. I don't know. We'll see when we come back. Brett Pielma on the offensive performance. Not offensive, but the performance of the offense. Today by Illinois beating Wyoming 38-6. If you're just tuning in, I for, 
apologize if uh, you didn't know that and I didn't tell you that. That was one of the early things on post-game shows. Like in my first year, I'd get a message, hey, some of us didn't actually know what happened. Tell us the score. So Dom tells you the score, 38-6. to six. All right, there you go. Glad you're with us. I'm Scott Beatty, along with Evan Kahn, Michael Martin, uh, Joey Wright. You're a play. You're a play-by-play. Guy. I know, but I think that score. when you're at the game, I don't think about that in a post-game setting. Yeah, I guess that's true. Hopefully, you're picking. I up. do it. I I think I do it too much coming out of breaks. So, uh, have you ever gotten somebody to say that said, "Hey, you do it too much"? I already knew that. Well, now they're going to. I should have brought it up. Yeah, somebody's going to count it now. Yeah. You count it as a compliment if you ever get yeah. one of those. That's true. Right? If I've I'm learned, sorry, I'm sorry, I gave you too much information. Traffic and weather on the eights has been a staple in this industry. Mm-hmm. If I've learned anything over the past few years of how social media acts, is that you have to give granular context for everything <laughs> and that's not a bad thing that's not a good thing that's just how life is right now and <laughs> it if, is what it is. if you were if you had a an eight-hour shift today and you didn't catch the illinois game sorry to hear that but 38 to 6 we won <laughs> we won in an impressive not impressive but you know a, comfortable. A, a sturdy fashion sturdy i like it. all right uh to the phones brace yourselves one and all it's alan from montrose hey alan yeah, my ears are burning, so I had to call in. <laughs> <clears throat> I hope you're taking uh, it in fun. I am. We finally beat a team like we're supposed to be a team, and I can't remember the last time we've done that. You mentioned last year's game against Charlotte. We didn't exactly thump them all over the place. We only beat them by 10 points. But we finally uh, put a defense together. Well, that's a lot of it. Our defense is finally starting to play better, a lot better. I'm a little bit concerned about the pass rush, but maybe that will come. But uh, we seem to finally put it together offensively and defensively. And I can't remember the last time against anybody we did that to. Well, Northwestern last year. Back-to-back games. Yeah, Northwestern might have been out of it by then, but still – we hadn't beaten them in several years, and we needed to do that. And I think that set the tone for the winner, maybe. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, to the point about setting the tone for the winter is that, you know, that's what you – you were on the precipice of a bowl game even though you were 5-7 and seven, just because of how many bowl games right. there were. Mm-hmm. And you missed out on one because uh, you, you missed out by one spot. Um, so there was a lot. There was a lot of hunger left over, even though you did end with a win. Um, and I think that the defense did pick up exactly where it left off. Um, the the quarterback uh, for Wyoming went six for twenty one, which is a very hard stat line to look at um, if you are a Wyoming fan. It's Art Sikowski versus Wisconsin bad, right? But while we didn't get the uh, the sacks that we probably wanted and the 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 tackles for loss we did get pressure on the quarterback uh, he did have to move around a lot and there are times when um, he ended up rushing when he was dropping back to pass um, so contextually it was it the best game no but you know we did pressure the quarterback and um, the secondary definitely made it made the made up for the defensive line's current shortcomings now they're going to improve on that I hope but 
you have to start somewhere. Yeah, what what did you I, I didn't get to pay quite enough attention to it, but it didn't look like the Illini were really rushing that many guys today. It was mostly three, four man rushes. I, I didn't see a whole lot of blitzes dialed up. I didn't see a no. or a single blitz actually for that matter. I'm probably incorrect about this, but I did not see a single blitz from the secondary. Mm-hmm. Which Ryan yeah, Walters C- has dialed Sydney up Brown a few was times. Pretty quiet. Ryan Walters has dialed up a few times, and it's always it's been pretty electric when it does happen mm-hmm. because everyone loves a safety set. Well, but it's not on. I tell you what, it's not on tape for Indiana to see right now. <laughs> that's right. true. It, I mean that that's completely fair. If you just uh, I I don't know what the I'm I'm not gonna I don't know what the film study is gonna look like based on the performance, but I do not currently know how many different looks Illinois put out to pressure. Uh, to pressure Wyoming. Yeah. I don't. Maybe, Maybe they just played the same stuff and it was just sound football. And well, and if they're riding the struggle bus in the passing game, you know, there's no need to like flatten their tires. Just let them struggle yeah. on that bus. Yep. All right. Hey, it's time for our first uh, update here on the Fasteners Etc. post game show. You can join us on the fan line. It's 217 356 9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line. 217-351-5357. Still buzzing from the Cola Wars last night. Joey Wright here in studio. What's going on, my friend? Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot around the college football landscape today. Um, so I have some college football scores, some high school football scores, number of games on Saturday, as well as some NFL and Illinois volleyball. Get you caught up on that. Let's start with college football. Maybe the game today, Northwestern and Nebraska in Ireland. Northwestern, a three-point winner, 31-28. They take down the Huskers to start Big Ten play. Elsewhere around the country, Western Kentucky, a 38-28 winner over Austin P. University of Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV, of course, a 52-21 winner over Idaho State. That's the biggest blowout we've seen so far. Utah State, 31, UConn, 20. Connecticut went up 14-0 to start that game, Evan Kahn. They cover the spread. They do cover the spread, and uh, UConn in 11-point loser. have a problem, my friend. (laughs) If you're you're watching the spread on UConn. (laughs) Well... It was four I mean, touchdowns. I, I know it's your Vegas, name. Vegas was giving them four touchdowns, and, and UConn said, no, sir. Don't you think that they should have given you free tuition? Uh, I don't want to go to Connecticut. I'm just saying. I mean, it shouldn't as miserable have been as Illinois is, I would have I'm glad you didn't. I'm just saying. UConn. You're like you could have been a brand, brand ambassador. Yeah. A little different, though. I would have thought, okay, and I in this day and age of NIL, <laughs> yeah. you never oh, know. Man. Maybe it would have been different. Yeah. Could have branded it. That, uh, that was the last game that has concluded so far, other than, of course, Illinois and Wyoming. Uh, games in progress right now, three of them. Florida State, a 33-7 lead at home over Duquesne, 437 left in the third quarter. Scoreless Florida Atlantic and North Carolina, or pardon me, Florida A&M and North Carolina, 630 left in the first quarter, and uh, it was a little bit in question as to whether Florida A&M would play <laughs> that game. They're a little shorthanded, some eligibility issues, but they've traveled to North Carolina, and early on they're given a game to the Tar Heels, and Florida Atlantic is playing right now a 26-7 leader uh, with Charlotte 17 seconds left in the, the first half in that one. Games tonight, a handful of them. North Texas and Texas El Paso in-state rivalry kicks off at 8 o'clock. Nevada at New Mexico State kicks off at 9 o'clock. And Vanderbilt at Hawaii 
which Evan and I were talking about, maybe <laughs> tied with Illinois and Wyoming for the second best game of the day behind the Northwestern Nebraska game that'll get going in Honolulu at 9.30 p.m. Some high school games, a handful of games today. Salt Fork, a 48-19 winner against Dwight. Oakwood, a 26-20 win against Moments. Seneca, 21. Westville, 14. That game at halftime. Uh, ongoing as well, Hayworth at Tri-County. And an eight-man final score, Decatur Lutheran, 30. St. Thomas Moore, 14. Illinois Volleyball, a straight-set loss to Georgia Tech. They play again tomorrow against Ole Miss. You'll hear that on DWS. And NFL preseason action at halftime. It's the Bears 21, the Browns 6. The Browns with two field goals late in the first half. I had to scratch out the zero on my little note card here, and then I had to scratch out the three because I didn't think the Browns would score twice before the half, and lo and behold, they did. Maybe the Browns will be going to the Super Bowl. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Joey Wright. We appreciate it. Hey, it's first one of the season, all right? Say, poor guy. <laughs> we'll save the next one for the demo tape. <laughs> Oh, man, they've got about the same, and I know that's not quite what you were getting at, but they've got about the same chance as the Bears, I think. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Well, All right. Some calls for that one. <laughs> Tim Knox is going to be upset with you. <laughs> More of the Fasters, et cetera, post-game show after Illinois beats Wyoming 38-6. to Join us on the fan line, 217-356-9397. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 351-5357. It's the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. You can weigh in on today's game by calling the First State Bank Illini fan line, 217-356-9397. Or texting the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. And this time it's a handoff to Love. Cuts back left, now right. To the left again, to the 20 before they get him. And he's still free. Is he still running free? What? He is. I think Wyoming (laughs) thought he was down. Holy smokes. Touchdown, Illinois. Oh, what a great job by Love. He just kept going. Kind of ridden that for a while. We were just discussing um, Evan's problems. <laughs> Dude, are joys of making not very entertaining college football games a little more entertaining? There's ways you're saying. Yeah, a little degeneracy. If you just heard it there, well, that was a, uh, a a a a magic act there by Reggie Love. Everybody thought he was down, except I, him. He didn't. I mean, that's when Brett Bielma is going to talk to his team about tough, smart, dependable. He's going to throw that up there and say, "This is the example of a guy that plays till the whistle." And, and there's a reason you do it, because everybody else gave up. That I didn't hear he no bell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought he stepped out, not just was down, but he didn't do either. That's an advantage of landing on another body. Yep. I, mean, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's a relatively common thing, and it's just situational awareness. And he just was situationally aware at that point, and um, Wyoming decided to take a playoff, and... They, he scored well, because of it. I, I mean, I, is that I'm his that first def- career touchdown? It was. Yeah. yeah. First if I'm that defender Illinois. and he, there's nothing he could have done. You would have, because he was under love. It was only by, it's that nobody else came and helped that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, if I'm the defender, I would have thought I had him, but he couldn't have. He wouldn't have known anyway because he was underneath him. 
Yeah, it's the, it's the other guys, right? The other no, guys it's not the defender's either. fault. He, I mean, he's the first one that got him wrapped up to some extent, but, you know, someone else didn't come finish the play. Yep. Uh, Larry in Springfield says, the one thing I came away from today is they came to play and played with a plan. I loved the up-tempo offense. It's the first game, but I see at least 6-6 six and six or 7-5. and five. I think, Larry, you're um, echoing what we kind of were saying. I'm not... Nobody's out here guaranteeing you, but back to my initial point was, yeah, I could see that. Sure, yeah, you can see that. And, you know, I think a major takeaway that we should we should have is that we didn't play down to our competition, which has been a problem in the past. Uh, you didn't. You came prepared. You came ready to hit him in the mouth, and you did. Um, and, again, comes with second the second-half adjustments I thought were pretty good, uh, personally. So, um I think the the sign of a good coaching staff is progressively getting better throughout a year. That's something that we saw last year. Um, and if that same trajectory was to continue then throughout this year, then maybe we are better than what our, to bring it back to degeneracy, our Vegas over-under for wins <laughs> uh, indicates, which is four and a half last check. Which relates well yep. to the conversation about coaching in general, because look at what Northwestern did today. The expectations for Northwestern, once again, are to be in a valley, even though what happens with Northwestern seemingly every year and the year after they were in a valley is they're better. But Pat Fitzgerald is a good coach, and he puts good coaches around him. Brett Bielma is a good coach. He brings good coaches around him. Kurt Anderson is one of his coaches. He is an offensive line coach. And he tweeted, And to think, we only puked four times all camp. Uh, <laughs> that pettiness. is in, uh, again, con context, bringing it back. For context, Scott Frost, the head coach for Nebraska, uh, during a press conference or some some function, he, was, he said that his offensive line was puking, I forget the exact phrase, but 10 to 20 times a practice, and uh, that's what that tweet is referencing. But that's um, probably an aggregate amount, right? Not one guy. I don't know. Per each, maybe you have a designated. Hey, maybe you have a designated guy, a walk-on. Hey, you're puking today. Sorry, yeah. pal. We got to get our quota in. <laughs> yeah, I don't. First of all, if I if if I'm the PR guy for Northwest or for Nebraska, I don't. I, I'm telling Scott Frost. I don't think that's something you want to tell people <laughs> out loud, but especially in this day and age. But anyway. Yeah, that's become the thing, and Nebraska, Nebraska it, it, itself again. Which is a shame because, I mean, Nebraska is a Big Ten rival, but I like the fans. They're, the fans yeah. are good people, and I feel bad for them. There was a, there was a video that someone tweeted out about all, of all the Nebraska fans um, in Dublin, and like they travel well. But you can tr you can afford to travel well to Dublin when you haven't been to a bowl game in years. <laughs> you have the money. If you're budgeting they've been, it, they've been saving it up. So uh, there's it, their bowl game. It, it really is a shame. Um, I I hope that I hope that Nebraska at some point um, can get more competitive because I think it's better for college football. Yeah. As, yeah. And just like I want Illinois to be competitive because it's better for the Big Ten brand, but it's also better for our brand as members of the media or the brand of the fans that really want a winning team. Um, you want everybody to competi be competitive, but when Nebraska is so – it's almost laughable 
the way things happen to Nebraska right now, which is really unfortunate. But you lose by one, sc- you lose by one score, just like nine other games last year, mm-hmm. which is obscene. But that's the situation. I'll say, I'll say this: nobody was laughing at the hire of Scott Frost. He was the native no, son he returning. Was the, he, was he was the, was he was the right hire at the time. And sometimes, quote unquote, perfect hires really don't work out. Yeah. Newstalk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, Light Rock 97.5, WHMS, Champaign-Urbana. You've got the Fasteners, etc. Post-game show talking about a victory for Illinois, 38-6 to over Wyoming, the second-highest point total output in the Brett Bielma era for Illinois. You can uh, give us a call. Or give us a text. I'm Scott Beatty along with Evan Kahn and Michael Martin. Joey Wright helping us out as well. We're getting towards the finish line here. So if you still have something on your mind, now's a pretty good time to jump in. We'll get our keys to the game as well right after this. Pat, Pat Bryant gets a touchdown catch there. Good, Good to see for him. Pats. Yeah, nice, nice job, Pat Bryant. Illinois wins, thirty-eight to six. They beat the Wyoming Cowboys, one and zero. Friday night, Indiana, over at the other Memorial Stadium, one of the two other Memorial Stadiums actually in the Big Ten, and it will be because there's Nebraska. Just also. the Big Ten, yeah. Lord knows how many there and are Indiana's. in college football. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Wyoming, I believe, plays at War Memorial. Which is kind of what our Memorial Stadium is, right? Exactly. Yeah. Fan line is 217-356-9397. We've got Nancy with us. Hi, Nancy. Hi. Um, is it, was it just me or with that new turf, did it seem like guys were slipping around a lot? I wondered. I don't know if that was the cause. Did you have a sense of the turf, Michael? Um, I don't. Um, it's not something that I really observed or looked for i was obviously on the field but i didn't i didn't check you didn't plant and cut no i didn't and i mean you do you did see the ref practice in his cuts (laughs) yes i saw that yeah (laughs) but it it is a new surface and it's not broken in and uh maybe some of the uh maybe some of the fill needs to settle more i don't know um i don't know if it i don't know if there's any statistical breakdown for slips but you may be referencing isaiah williams uh slip or trip um, I now it was that Josh McCray that had a slip too that was seemed like the turf monster got him right and there was one with uh, with Chase Brown but I think that was him tripping over a a, a, a foot. Lineman, yeah. um, that that is a really interesting uh, observation nonetheless Nancy and um, we'll have to continue to monitor that. Let me ask you um, this, Nancy: that tripping or not, do you like the look of it? Oh, yeah, the look of the turf. Yeah, I thought it looked really nice. It would have been that weird orange line that I saw on the west side. I don't know what that was about. Um, that is a curious question I have as well. I will. Well, I. Where, we where was it? We, it? we get along the like other side. The Thank f- you, Nancy, for yeah. calling. Did you have anything else? You're welcome. Okay. <clears throat> no, that was it. Thanks. Bye. Appreciate Thank it, Nancy. But like on the on the west side of the stands, I think it was beyond the numbers. There was yeah. like this very faint, thin orange line. It's also did, on did, the east. Uh, it's also on, it the, was on the west the e, side. Did, yeah, it was on both it's a, sides. It's f- about five yards in, and I think it's something they put down for practicing. So it's meant to be there. Okay. Did but, it look painted? Because I, yeah. Okay. So 
yeah, um, it is a landmark for people for uh, wide receivers nah. or uh, special teams. Like this is where you're when supposed you line to line up, up when you're uh, when you're supposed to be running this particular play. Uh, the I'm surprised it's allowed. Yeah, it, it's allowed. And you can put whatever you want. Yeah, um, not anything you want. Well, sure. Um, like hashtags aren't uh, allowed anymore. Uh, last time I checked. Um, that was really big, especially with uh, painted fields, painted grass fields. Is oh hashtag, uh, I'll say an SEC hail state, uh, but uh, it's not allowed anymore. But, Why? Uh, it's an yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. Okay, it's a thing. Uh, but th- isn't that isn't that in the south end zone? Isn't it hashtag family or is it it's just not fam- hashtag? It's, it's just, just family. Um, but we've uh, now outlawed a, a, a tic tac toe sign. <laughs> is what we have done. But uh, y- you are allowed to do that to some extent. To what extent, I'm not sure, um, but it it is something. It is a landmark that does give you a home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does it, but um, like there are different dimensions of the field that are supposed to be consistent across different uh, across all college fields. Like the numbers are of a certain size, a certain distance away from the. Uh, from sideline. the sideline, except uh, for LSU, right? I mean, they've got that well, ugly they have field. Numbers. Yeah, uh, I think LSU's problem is that they use every five. Yeah, um, and you, some listeners may not find that to be a problem. I don't know. Um, it's not. I don't have an opinion of that. But um, as specialists, we were actually quizzed on, at one point about um, what the dimensions of the field were, um, so we could point out different, um, like. Your landmark is supposed to be right here. You're aiming for this landmark. You're aiming for top of the logo. You're you're aiming for this hash mark. Um, and there's similar things in uh, marching band, by the way. Yeah, no. and we'll go into all of it. Uh, <laughs> that's probably going to be the after show. Yeah, we'll get granular on. Call it Barry Hauser. And yeah. you'll see this on fields that also host pro teams because their landmarks are different. And sometimes instead of moving the numbers, they'll just paint a line like. Here's the, where the number is supposed to be. Here's your landmark. Fan line is 356-9397. We'll get to our keys to the game here in just a moment. But Brad's with us first in Paxton. Hey, Brad. Hello. Hey. Yep, Brad, you're on the air. It's Brad, not Brad. Thank you. Oh, oh uh, Fred. Apologies. Fred, go ahead. Hey, what do you think about uh, DeVito? Very impressive today. I thought he managed the game well. I thought he was efficient. Um, you know, he doesn't look like a Heisman candidate per se, but he looks like he'll get the job done. And another player I was very impressed with was uh, that wide receiver, uh, number 11. Jonah Morris? He's going to be a good one. Transfer? Uh, yeah. And he got some touches, yeah. And, and I'll tell you, uh <laughs> Chase Brown is just going to get better every game. He He's the leader in the Heisman candidate right uh, now, as far as I'm concerned. And, and Three I mean, touchdowns? Just, yeah, just very impressive. I mean, you know, just, uh, you know, I could tell, you know, to start the game out, you know, his first, uh, first touch was like, wow. Yep. He's got some vision. And I, and I, I think that, you know, Barry Lunny downplayed it, but if you can get – Illinois defenders, I'm sorry, the the people defending Illinois to think about a pass game at all, that just only benefits a guy like Chase Brown. Oh, yeah. Well, and another thing I was very impressed with was to start the game, that returner, uh, yeah. (laughs) 
He's going to be a big help. What, what You're mentioning, uh, you know, all 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 four guys you've mentioned, Fred, by the way, all transfers. Not necessarily this year, oh, wow. but That's they true. Uh, yeah. they all transferred into Illinois at some point. I still say that player that uh, that come from uh, that freshman from Florida, he's going to be a good going to be a good running back too. Uh, uh, now I'm. Uh, which one? Your Beasley. Beasley. I'm drawing a blank on it. Well, uh, the, the running back uh, that went to school with Chase Brown and uh, his brother, same school uh, in Florida. Okay. So yeah, somebody who's not here yet you're talking about. No, no, no. He's already here. He's a freshman. What was his number? Do you recall? Uh, I don't know. I think he was – no. But okay. I'll tell you that uh, – that punter from Australia got a hell of a, got a very good foot. You know, he I was very impressed with uh with Hugh today. Uh, and he turned the ball over against the wind a few times and he I mean a lot of his ball uh, a lot of his punts were all net, which is about all you can ask for and his one pooch punt situation was I want to say I know it was inside the 20 but it was really close to the 10 if not inside the 10, mm-hmm. which is, you know, as close to Almost as close as you want it to be. There was like no drop off. It was like, did, did Blake Hayes really leave? I I think that Blake ends up having more. End stage Blake Hayes had more uh, clubs in his bag, if you will. But based on how Hugh performed, um, I don't think that we're going to have that much of a drop off. But again, singular data point. We have to see what happens. Yep. All right. Thank you a lot, Fred, for uh, your calls. We appreciate it. Uh, Texture says, re- referencing uh, our, our comments about Scott Frost, and can we just appreciate for a moment that this is somewhat un- un- like the the B or C plot of this postgame show is about Nebraska losing. Like it, it just bleeds out everywhere when Nebraska loses. Um, but Texture says, oh, no, I laughed a lot at that hire referring to Scott Frost. Man had one good year at UCF, and now he has failed. The Bo Pelini curse is still going. Yeah, Appreciate well, weighing in there. That's Yeah, he, he did have you know one good year, but it was a perfect year at yeah. a very good UCF after coming oh, yeah. from Oregon that was really good for a, a, a number of years. Um, uh, I, 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 nobody I think, was sitting there and going, well, except for you perhaps, the, referring to the texture that most people were going, that makes sense. Well, if anything, what's being shown is that a lot of what a head coach does is just kind of rally the troops or don't lose the troops. And all the comments that Scott Frost makes, made he threw his offense under the bus. He said, you know, we're going to have to be a little more creative than that uh, against the Big Ten. This is after his first game. I just uh, It doesn't sound like he manages his team very well. I don't know if it's, it's an X's and O's problem as much as just being on the same page. <laughs> all right. This may be the text... Of the of the night, you ready for this, say, guys? It's very early. You can't can't be demon text of the season. Yet. Not the season. Text of the night. We've got the three one two two. All right, we've got the tools this year to get the job done right. No more Hello Kitty lunchbox of sadness. Bring on the orange Kool Aid man bursting through my walls to pour me a glass of bowl game goodness. <laughs> that is some poetry. I could not have said it better myself. <laughs> 
I like the I like the excitement. As much as we started off the show being told not to be excited, I want to see Memorial Stadium rocking. Yes. Right? That was embarrassing today that they wouldn't even show crowd shots because nobody showed up except for the students. And, and the weather's good. Football season's only here for, for three months, four months out of the year. What else do y'all have to do? Go to the game. Right, and I, I think that part of the deal there is that Maybe Wyoming doesn't move the needle for people, for casual fans. Um, I remember when I was in high school, I was a senior in high school. It was 2011. Um, we played Arizona State, a ranked team at the time, with a giant of a quarterback, Brock Osweiler. And that still, I recall, is one of the best atmospheres I have ever seen at Memorial Stadium, just because it was a later, it was it was a game later in the day. It was a night game. It was night. It, was, it, was, it was started late afternoon. Yeah, to state, was, state started late I was afternoon. Keeping tabs at the homecoming dance. I remember that one. And I mean it, <laughs> it, it was an, an electric feeling, and that's something that I want to be able to recapture at some point. And to reference earlier in the show, anyone who is enjoying this game. Please continue it. Consume all the media that you want about how great Illinois football is. You historically have not had a you lot of opportunities it. to do that. Deserve it. Read all, like, not players because they have to prep for Indiana, but if you're riding this high, continue to ride it because there's no greater feeling than an Illinois football victory. And I know that when we lose, my, my week gets a lot worse at the following. Uh, maybe not the healthiest thing, but there we go. And, but when we win, my following week is a lot better. And I know that there are people that are far more extreme than I am about that. So please, enjoy this win. Huzzah. What do you I got just here? Had the image, I just had the image of you well said um, and, and enjoy that orange Kool-Aid of bowl game goodness that you're sipping there. Oh, I will yeah. not deny it for you. Just keep the Hello Kitty lunchbox <laughs> oh, of sadness yeah. tucked away. But yeah, you, I hope that we don't need it this season. <laughs> but, but you might be eating a little bit and you might be drinking a little bit this season. I'm just saying. You know? If it's 6 and 6 <laughs> or 7 are, and 5. We are in mid-season 4, you guys. <laughs> we had not skipped a beat. Hey, top, you know, top, <laughs> top notch. Our team... <laughs> Illinois may not have it may have picked up where they left off. Hopefully, but so have we. Yes. All right. Uh, I just want. I just had the image of you, and and whoever you're with at the homecoming dance, maybe a date. Say, would you please come out and dance with me? You going? Hang on, I gotta check the score. It was, it was between. You know, it's like, hello, <laughs> how you doing? Nice to see you. I gotta, see I gotta check see what UConn's doing here. <laughs> they didn't have gambling for 14 year olds back in 2011. I know that, but it I was, suspect you would have found a way. <laughs> I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> All right, it's our keys to the game, and they're brought to you by Hickory Point Bank with roots right here in our Champaign-Urbana community. Hickory Point Bank Invested, also brought to you by Game Day Spirit, the best selection of U of I apparel, and Rudy Wealth Management, helping clients achieve their retirement goals. Okay, we've covered a lot of ground here. What say you? Um, um, Michael, would you like to go first? Yeah, defense picked up where it left off which is what you want out of a, a program that you want consistency out of. And at least defensively, you continue to have your identity, which I hope continues throughout the rest of the season. Um, pass rush and sacks for loss, not or uh, uh, tackles for loss notwithstanding, but you allowed six points, which wasn't a touchdown. You haven't allowed a touchdown 
in meaningful football time in a while, which is important. So I think picking up where you left off defensively, that's my key to the game. Yeah, I, I thought they played complimentary football for the first time in a long time. You, you saw an offense that went 7 for 16 on third down. So they were keeping drives going. I think they were 1 for 2 on fourth downs. They were. So they kept drives going. And then on the defensive side, like you were saying, they, they were making stops, but they were stopping drives 1 for 12. And that came in garbage time. Wyoming didn't extend a single drive when they got to third down. I think I counted four or five three and outs. And, and, and that's good, you know. Get, get the defense off. Get the offense back on who cares if you're only averaging five yards per attempt if you're completing them what was the the completion percentage you know something like 60 70 percent so I I just thought the line I played complimentary football that you want to see in the Big Ten and and they got the win Donnie uh, Tommy DeVito shows that he could uh, be a a solid quarterback so I I like that approach I think they showed a, a good run attack as we expected but just a willingness to make some passes and the potential there to catch those passes. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get the 40-yard strikes here a lot, but we might get enough to just keep that ball moving. But the defense really still is probably an unsung side of this team. Those are our keys to the game from Game Day Spirit, Rudy Wealth Management, and Hickory Point Bank. Last call coming up, a couple of texts, and uh, a highlight from, from an old friend. Yep, Brett Bielma on the defensive side of the ball today, holding Wyoming to six points. 38-6 is your win. Just touching on the turf conversation that we had before, Texter says, it looked like there were way too many black beads in the turf today. It was very apparent from higher up, like the turf was overstuffed with black rubber beads. I don't know if it could be something, it could be nothing. We saw guys slip a little bit, and yeah, you do see those rubber pellets uh, pull up, but the, the field still... Uh, looks slick uh, last chance to jump in here if you want and we go back to the phones Tim in Champaign hi Tim hey how's it going can you hear me okay loud and clear what's up awesome so hey I want to talk about a couple things first of all I thought I thought Illinois played really well today I was really impressed with Tommy DeVito okay I think that uh, you know I, I we were we were talking about this at, at tailgate after the game that, you know, the media and, you know, an alum like myself, I didn't know who the starting, starting quarterback was, but it became apparent that the team knew, he knew, whatnot, that he was going to be the starting quarterback. And it came in, what a fantastic game he had. And um, I was happy to see Sikowski come in, you know, after a couple of those injuries, like, you know, the broken arm and the shoulder. So, I feel good. I do. I feel good coming into the game. But I did want to touch on something you guys were talking about. Uh, one of you was like, you know, hey, there was only, what was it, 37,000 on attendance today? Is that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So there, I think you were touching on like, hey, come on, people. you got to go to the game. And I'm all about it. And me and a buddy were just talking about like being part of uh, the Guardians, you know, and trying to get in. But at the same time, you know, it is tough because the team's got to win, right? But Fair. I can also argue, I can also argue this, like the Cubs, right? They can have a terrible year yet have great attendance. But it's it's kind of that whole like, you know, hey, 
if you win, I will come, <laughs> you know, but if I don't come, are you going to win? You know, I guess I'm just like wanting to let's maybe open a little dialogue on that because I got to tell you what, I went to school in the early 90s, so I am all about it. So I am all about it. I've been to so many games. I've been to th- so many bad years, and I'm going to keep going over and over and over, but that there is part of the problem i i don't know how to i don't know how to fix it either you know what i'm saying and other than having a winning program and getting more money in the nil that that's what it is right there we got to get more money in the nil and we got a budget i think i read uh, whitman's letter that uh, he was saying that schools are budgeting 10 million and I, I i don't know what illinois is getting in the nil right now but that's where we got to start pumping our money I mean, if we want to get a better program, that's what we got to do. Yeah, it's always a cycle. It's always one's attached to another. Um, and and I, I'll just say, clearly, you as a – hey, Tim, appreciate the call. really do. Uh, you, you as a fan, anyone as a fan, certainly has the right, the prerogative to go or not go. I would I say you can have a, have a good time. If you're waiting only for winning football, yeah, you might – I mean – this year could be a positive one, but you know, if you're whatever your threshold is, you you might be waiting a long time. So, I think that's kind of the general point. Go have a good time. If you only want to see a winning football team, okay, that's also also true. But or that's your choice, and we don't, I don't hold that against you. No, there's there's plenty of fair weather fans in every single fan base. I just look at it from the perspective of somebody who's you know worked or played sports on every college football Saturday since I was like seven years old. And if I got the opportunity to go to a game, I'm like hell yeah, I'm going to the game. Like what like he's talking about. There's nothing better than being at Wrigley Field. There's nothing better than being at Memorial Stadium on a Saturday when the sun is shining and Illinois is playing football. Win, lose, or draw. This this is what I live for, right? I mean, I'm a, I'm a sports talk host i talk on the radio about sports i eat leave live and breathe it and some people aren't like that i i understand it but it's yeah like you're saying it's like well what's gonna get you to come are you gonna wait until it's november and maybe this team has won a few games and then you're gonna go and you're gonna suffer through the cold it's like just take advantage and i think part of it is oversaturation as well so many of the same fans have gone to games for year after year after year, and it's the same thing, and they don't get anything different. There's just not as many unique fans coming in from out of town. It's a lot of townies. It's a lot of alumni. It's the same people that go to the games. Whether When they're good, they'll come back, and then when they're not good, they don't come back. And then the same fair, foul-weather fans that are already there are filling up the 35,000 seats that always get filled. I think ultimately it comes down to winning, and he touched on that. And um, I think that if you can continue to build a build some semblance of a consistent winner, whether that's, uh, whether that's winning six games a year, whether that's winning eight games a year and going to a bowl game every year, or showing that you have a chance um, – to play meaningful football late into the year, then you can build upon that and really snowball that into the following season and create some buzz in the offseason. I think that based on how last season went, you finished the season about as well as you could in order to build that sort of excitement. Mm -hmm. But some people just don't get up for, uh, for Wyoming, Illinois, and you can't hold that against them. Uh, one day, may, let's say 
utopian world five years from now, Brett Bielma has brought us to the promised land, and we had another Wyoming-Illinois game, week zero. I think that after having stringing multiple winning seasons together, you do have a more full stadium. But right now, people people just think, you know, why go through the effort? Um, And I can watch it on my on my couch and that's their prerogative but and i've and i've made that argument i told scott that you know just this past week if if i want to watch a football game anywhere it's from my couch i can control the climate i don't have to wait in line for a bathroom the drinks aren't eight bucks a pop and and, you know the perfect place to watch a football game is at home but the there's just not much of a better sports environment than a home football game with a bunch of rabid fans. There is a certain electricity and energy that you feel as a fan when everything's going your way and the the, the people next to you, it, they're on the same page, they're excited, you're all cheering the same way. Being a part of that community is really, I think, fulfilling. But when people don't take the chance to Ah, uh, you know, I could go to the game. Eh, I won't. But um, when they don't take that chance, when they're fifty-fifty and they elect to stay home, well, then you have a, a turnout like you have. But if you can find a way to sway that, get people to experience that. Oh, this is what it's all about. It's not necessarily about the win and loss. It's about the people next to me that I don't know, but I see them every year, and they're consistent fixtures in my life because you know you co. It's kind of like going to church. You go to church on Sunday, like same, sit in the same place. Uh, maybe the maybe the preacher's not giving the uh, message you want to hear, but you know <laughs> you you shake hands with uh, your your friend that's uh, sitting next to you, and um, you know you you talk about things afterwards. I mean, you it's just part of being a a community. Um, and again, winning feel, <laughs> winning cures all ills. You have to make it exciting to go. Dan in Madison, Wisconsin. Dan, what do you say? So, so I'm from Madison, Wisconsin, but I do come down for all the game. I have season tickets, but when people call in to complain about the crowd, my first question would be, "Were you at the game?" Because if you you have no right to complain if you weren't at the game. Well, the, the pre crowd. well the previous caller was at the game. But I'm just so the key is okay. Set up a tailgate and bring your friends then. Make it make it an event to come to, you know. Say, hey, why don't we meet? Like I meet other people that I went to school with, and we all go to the game. So, you know, make it an event. If you're, you know, don't just complain about it. Do something about it. It's it's often me who complains about the fans, and I I can't go to the games because I, I'm working during them. So if you want to put blame, that's on me. And and I'm a I'm a pro wrestling fan. You know, I live for the pop and the the, the crowd excitement. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a stick on on them because, like I said, you know, I can't go. So somebody's got to do the cheering for me. Thanks for calling, and uh, hats off to you for making the trek every week, yeah. uh, Dan, or every home game, I should say to watch the Illini. They win their opener today, 38-6. to We're going to get a, a one more look at the scoreboard here before all is said and done. Uh, Texter says, since 1982, referencing all the way back to David's call to the uh, beginning when he said he's been a fan for 40 years. Only two Illini coaches have had overall winning records and winning mm-hmm. records in Big Ten play, Mike White and John Makovic. After only 13 games... 
where Brett Bielma's at six and seven. Dave has determined that Coach B is the best Illini coach during that time. I hope Dave is right. My new favorite caller is Eric. You know, the bigger point that Dave was making, and I think it's uh, on solid ground, is that this is a really good coaching staff. Take your pick if it's or not, if it's the best coaching staff ever. I think that jury is still out. But I don't really think that there's any question marks around the personnel that he's established, uh, he's put in place. I think they're, they're, again, I'll go back to, you can see the purpose and the plan, what they're doing. You might not like it, but you can see what they're doing. They, they have reasons for everything. You can see what they're trying to do. And, um, and, and you, there's just a sense of professionalism. They're building an identity. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a sense of professionalism on that staff. Phones are uh, ringing here. Okay, we could, we said the last call, and they're getting them in. Illinois wins it thirty-eight to Just six. Under the wire. I wanted to share this with you, uh, f- though, for a moment. Remember Donnie Navarro now playing for Northwestern. He's got two receivers to the right, one to the left. Helinski to throw. Now going to the end zone for Navarro. Touchdown, Donnie Navarro, reaching. High for that ball, climb the ladder. Second touchdown pass today for Ryan Helinski. And the Wildcats take the lead with 25.6 to go here in the first half. Donnie Navarro, former Illini, one-time Valpo player, now at Northwestern, hails from? Naperville. Thank you. Good to see him, and Northwestern gets the win. Dave Ennett on the call there from Learfield and WGN Sports. Gets on base. When I point to you, but hey, you say Northwestern can throw for 300 yards. I don't know why Illinois can't. Holinsky looked yeah, like solid s- today. I, I think that's the next step. What we saw from DeVito was like the the slim down basic version of kind of the offense we saw out of Northwestern. They were doing 8, 10, 12 yard chunk plays, whereas we were doing three, five, seven yard gimme plays. And yeah, it was pretty good to see. Now, I say I'm from Naperville, and I am. But the first three years of my life were spent in Downers Grove. And that's where the, the next... You call, suburban kids. That's where the next... You got an identity. He's, M- Michael's been talking about identity. We all got identities, all right? Elizabeth is in Downers Grove and wants to weigh in. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi, hi. Um, first, I'm calling in. I've, I've listened to Grip, uh, listening to Sports Talk and, and 1400 with my dad, uh, Long-time Illini, grew up in Illini, went to school there, graduated in 2001. So I, I've seen some, some good football, some bad football over the years. But we came down today with my two boys, uh, brought them down for the first football game. So exciting win for that first time. And, you know, we've heard all, all of the, you know, the, the, the push to get the fans in the stadium. And 100% agree, it's got to get the wins is what's going to do it. But we noticed today the, the, the time it took to get into the stadium. Um, there was quite a bit of people out on, uh, you know, the, the surrounding streets just trying to get in. And then it seemed like the process just wasn't going fast no matter how, how you cut it. So I don't know if that also, you know, it, it became, it, w- it was more of a hassle than I think we all expected it to be. So I don't know if that's something, maybe it was just first game, um, you know, first game of the season hiccups. But um, I would say, you know, if we can get that, system down so it's polished for people trying to enter the stadium um i don't know if you heard any other feedback towards that but 
I thought that was something that we noticed today and, um, you know, something to consider. And then the other kind of harebrained idea, maybe harebrained, maybe not, that I had is, you know, you've got all of these surrounding towns and high school sports. If we want to fill the, fill the stadiums, why don't, why don't we take, you know, hey, this is, you know, this town and that town. This is Monticello Day, Muhammad Day, whatever. And bring them in and let them fill those top, you know, top sections of the East Balcony. And, um, you know, maybe sell super discounted tickets, get them in with their families, and you fill it and you inspire those kids for the future of Illinois. So just my two cents. Um, happy for Illini win. Go Illini. Appreciate it, Elizabeth. And you know what? I, I do know that one of the questions that the event staff, what have you, has been asking is how do we fill this stadium? And your answer is not allowed to be win because they know that that is uh, a huge factor, right? But that's not controllable, not controllable outside of the coaches and players, right? So everyone else is asking, what else can we do? So I would say they're probably open to all ideas. Yep, and most definitely. And um, they do do some of that to some extent. I, I like thought there was a high school day, but it's not, it's not huge. I mean, there's band day when you have – a bunch of bands come and perform on the uh, Boy Scouts Day, right? There, there's yeah. Boy Scout, like there's the Boy Scout Jamboree. It used to be hosted over in uh, the former Chanute uh, Air Force Base, and yeah. they bust us, us all over. I I went to it a few times. I had a good time. I knew there um, was something about you. <laughs> but um, uh, there are different there are different gimmicks and different ways to people bring people in, and uh, they've tried a lot of things. But you know, it comes down to and just. Again, winning, but apparently that's a cop-out. Um, to your <laughs> point about getting in, um, I think it is uh, a first uh, day for ever, or first game for everybody. Uh, some people don't know that they're not supposed to bring in uh, certain items or certain, uh, certain Clear bags, all that clear stuff. Bag, the clear bag policy. Part of that is just pe- people being educated on how to get in. But I also think mobile ticketing may be something there. Just because you can't give every single individual person in your party, a ticket mm, because mm-hmm. it's okay. It's scan and go, scan and go. No, it's scan, swipe, scan, swipe, scan, swipe. However many people that you have on your phone, mm-hmm. so it's not as smooth as possible. Um, but I mean, that's just going to come down to um, that. That's going to be the way that is. Um, maybe at some point when we do get larger crowds they will consider finding a way to expand <laughs> uh, entrance access but until that happens it is pretty condensed yeah all right uh texture responding there said ditto to what elizabeth said my 72 year old mom was hot with the lines to get into the uh, stadium can't have that be fans first experience at memorial stadium fair might be first uh, week uh kinks to get out mm, sometimes Post-pandemic, things are un, uh, understaffed. I don't know if that's the case, but that that can be. We just we know that that's been a case with a lot of things in our society lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not enough people to do jobs sometimes. So maybe that's a contribution. But hopefully, uh, patience is in order when when you're going to the games, and hopefully, it was enjoyable on the other side of it. All right, let's get one more uh, scoreboard update. A final look after Illinois wins, thirty-eight to six. Over Wyoming, they're 1-0. Joey Wright, one more time with a look what's going on. 
Yeah, we'll take a look at some final scores from around the college football world. Recap you on what we talked about earlier in case you're just joining us. Maybe the game of the day, Northwestern and Nebraska. Northwestern, a 31-28 winner in Ireland to kick off the college football season. Other final scores from what was a pretty quiet day around Division one uh, FBS football, Western Kentucky 38, Austin P 28, UNLV, the Run and Rebels run past Idaho State 52-21, Utah State 31, UConn 20, and then some ongoing games, Florida Atlantic, a 33-7 lead at home against Charlotte, hold that, Charlotte just scored 155 in the third quarter, FAU 33, Charlotte 13. This is an interesting game, guys. North Carolina 21, Florida A&M 14. That game almost didn't happen. Florida A&M had some eligibility issues and couldn't get enough players to play, uh, barely got enough players to play. They only traveled with something like seven or eight linemen. And I knew as soon as I saw that news yesterday, this was going to be a closer game than it should. It just had that feeling. Uh, Mac Brown's Tar Heels leading it's like by Michigan's seven. Michigan's plane going off the yeah. <laughs> runway kind oh, of thing. That's it. <laughs> exactly. They're playing in practice jerseys. Yep. Yep. Exactly. 122 left in the second quarter there, so they're nearing halftime. Uh, tough news to break. North Texas and UTEP has been delayed, so ah. we won't get to that one until uh, we go off the air and all likely. Oh, jeez. This is the tough news. You should have told me to not turn around. Don't turn around. <laughs> Brewers 4, Cubs scoreless ah. into the 7th. Yikes. Um, and then I think that's about all we've got from the college football realm. Don't, oh, and Vanderbilt and Hawaii play later. That game starts at 9.30 in Honolulu on CBS Sports Network for anyone who's interested in checking that out. Nevada and New Mexico State get going on ESPN2 at 9 o'clock. Illinois Volleyball today, a straight set loss to Georgia Tech. They'll play again tomorrow against Ole Miss. You'll hear that right here on WDWS. And then I regret to say I haven't checked on the Bears-Browns game since halftime. Preseason game. Starters are out. It was the Bears 21, Browns 6 preseason action. Last we checked in on that was halftime. Scott, I know you've got Twitter. I don't know if you've seen it come across. Uh, nope. Yeah. Oh, well. My, 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 the algorithms are not set for the Bears preseason. <laughs> Justin <laughs> Fields did have a, a good game. I thought I saw something like 15 of 16 or 15 of 18 had some touchdowns. But, again, it's preseason. Exactly. Um, it was so hot today, apparently somehow a tree caught on fire near Memorial Stadium as well. Video from Kent Brown, sports information director out there on Twitter. This is fine. I, yeah, please but. be responsible with your charcoal and your propane, please. Yep. Like I, I yes. lived a <laughs> few propane years. Propane and propane accessories. A few years ago, there was actually a, <laughs> a propane bottle next to some burning charcoals uh, <laughs> after a game. And it's just like, I saw that. I said, we need to get away from that. Let's call the fire department. <laughs> it was really dumb. So please be responsible. All right, Jen. I'll get off my soapbox. Now. That's, no, no, that's fine. Uh, we're going to do this again on a Friday night next week. Bizarre. Yeah. So game time kickoff is 7 p.m. against Indiana on Friday night. And afterwards, we will we will bring you the late night version of the Fasteners, etc. post game show. So appreciate everyone. Been, I want to leave you with this. We will close it with this text. The corn kid? Uh, it's got the juice? <laughs> no. The knob with the lumps? <laughs> Might be the best show ever. Hello, kitty, Kool-Aid. We will be successful if the coach lives. <laughs> Positive calls from the 
from the Donnie Downers. One for the ages. We're just getting started, buddy. We got, what, at least 44 <laughs> more of these to go between football and basketball. It's going to be a fun season. <laughs> from start to finish, thanks to everybody, a part of our day. Our engineer is Ed Bond, and our general manager is Grant Thompson. Michael, you're 1-0 in 2022. My daughter's 1-0. Yeah. There you go. It was great to see her out, by the way. Evan, Khan, Joey Wright, I'm Scott Beatty. Thank you all for being a part of our game day coverage. Don't forget, Monday morning quarterbacks on News Talk 1400 at 9 a.m. on Monday morning. This is WDWS and Light Rock 97.5. Good night.